Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Many of us are looking to strike gold in Web 3. Searching for the next coin to go to the moon like Solano or Shiba Inu or the next big project to just take off like a Basie or a V Friends or any of the other projects that just have really just seen astronomical growth over a very short period of time. But what if I told you that the people that will profit the most are actually not even searching for gold at all? Today, we're going to discuss the less glamorous but most profitable areas of Web3. Have you ever heard of the California Gold Rush of 1849? Well, if you haven't, I'm pretty sure you've probably heard of the NFL football team, the San Francisco 49ers. Well, that team actually got the name from the San Francisco Gold Rush, and that is why the team's colors are gold and they're called the 49ers. Or, if you haven't noticed, the Golden Gate Bridge. All of these things are named after the fact that gold was discovered in San Francisco in 1849. And because of this, there was a huge surge of people moving from all over the United States and people coming from different countries because they wanted to make it rich in the U.S., and in particular in California. How about Samuel Brennan? Have you ever heard of his name? Probably not. However, he is California's very first millionaire. He made his vast fortune during this time of the California gold rush. But here's the thing. He did not make it from gold. In fact, he wasn't even searching for gold. In 1847, gold was discovered in the river. However, Samuel Brennan was a store owner. He was a local businessman that sold supplies. And once gold was discovered, he knew that there was an opportunity to be made. Seeing that he had one of the very few businesses in the area, he actually went around and bought up all the supplies. He bought the picks, the shovels, all the pans, everything that was needed to search for gold in the river. And then after this, he went into the streets and started shouting, there is gold in the American River. And he spread the word to everyone that gold was discovered in California. And as a result, people from all over came to him to buy the picks, the shovels, and all the tools that they needed to search for the gold. Now, he was not being dishonest. There literally was gold that was found in the river and people were making fortunes at this time. So what he ended up doing is instead of rather than shutting down his business and started to search for the gold himself, he realized that people needed picks, shovels, and all those tools. And during this time, they were selling for 15 cents and he turned around and was selling them for $15. And within nine weeks, he had over $36,000 in sales. Now, that's a lot of money today. $36,000 in nine weeks. However, in 1849, that is a fortune. So at this pace, you can understand and see how he became California's very first millionaire. Now, needless to say, the average person that was in the river searching for the gold was not finding $36,000 in nine months or nine weeks, I should say. They were finding little bits and pieces here and there, but the vast majority of them probably only found enough gold to pay for their picks and their shovels. But of course, that did not stop the people coming from all over to search for the gold. And let's bring it back to this whole Web3 space with NFTs and crypto and everything. A lot of people are searching for that gold. So much so that there are half-baked projects that are literally being launched every single day, multiple times a day for that matter. There are flippers that are coming in and out of projects that are literally buying it in the morning, trying to sell it in the evening. If it did not take off to the moon, they're ready to dump it and move on to the next project, the next half-baked project that is coming out tomorrow morning, and they're in that one. Of course, some of these will take off. They will hit gold, but the average person that's in this is just like those people that are searching for the gold in the river. 
if they pay for their picks and everything else, well, they made out pretty well. But the vast majority of people are never going to hit that payload of just a massive find of gold. Or in the case of this whole NFT thing, there's only 10,000 bases and so many other projects. There's a limited quantity. Yes, there are people that are going to find it. But generally speaking, this is almost like a lotto ticket is a crapshoot. Those ones that are trying to really get that 100, 1000 X return in a matter of you know minutes or days or whatever it might be. Yes, it absolutely happens. But the vast majority of people aren't going to be the ones that find that specific one. And there's a lot of people that will say, well, you have to be in it to win it. Yes, I understand that because obviously that is why people gamble. That is why they go into the lottery and all sorts of different things. However, just as Samuel Brennan, he knew that the real money, the real profits to be had is in providing the tools. And in Web3, think of the companies that are providing the tools to everybody, such as OpenSea and the many marketplaces that are out there. They're providing all of these uh, resources and allowing us to sell and trade and do all sorts of different things, minting on contract on the platform and not having to hire a, a coder and all these different things. And that is the draw to these specific platforms. Then also there's things like Rarity Sniper, helping to sort out the different attributes to see which one is quote unquote the most rare. Then then we have icy tools that's providing all sorts of data. People can see what is trending currently. There's so many other different areas that people are selling the shovels. And these are like the people that are selling the, the sifters and the picks and everything to go through all of this information. And they're not necessarily in the space of trying to find gold. They're providing all the services and they're taking the safer bet, if you will, for the masses that are coming into California or coming into Web3. And they're there waiting to provide what these people need. So does that mean that we that are collecting and buying NFTs and searching for different things are quote unquote the suckers that are searching for gold in the river? No, it absolutely does not. In fact, many of us, once we spend time in this space, we can understand how the markets are moving, what a good project looks like, what good founders are like, good communities, and we get a vast knowledge, a great understanding of this whole space that 99.999% of the people have not even discovered this space and we're so far ahead of them that it puts us in a great position to be able to understand and also provide the tools that are needed to build the next level. Because right now we are so very early and yes, we have the open seas and all those projects that I mentioned earlier, but at the same time, there's going to be other companies, other people coming into the space that are going to provide tools that see the gaps and the holes that they're leaving wide open and there's opportunity for people like us who are already in there. We are, have our boots down on the ground. We are in the trenches every single day or at least very regularly going through these projects and sorting through the data. So we're going to run into a lot of problems. And each problem and complaint that we might have with a specific platform or project or just the way things are handled in this space really shows us opportunities where we can provide some tools and shift over from being those that are certain searching for the gold in the river towards the people that are selling the shovels and selling the pans and selling the sifters. And just a few pain points that I could possibly think of that right now are hot topics, such as uh, the whole pre-listing process that, or the pre-sale process, I should say, that is going on right now with these various lists. And, you know, some people, it seems like if you have a, a full-time job and you can't spend literally 40, 80 hours in a Discord per week, then you're not going to get on the pre-sale list. Or maybe in the case of they're selling it and the pre-sale list is even more expensive than it is to even mint and various things. There's 
contest and so many different things. So understanding a better way or coming up with a better way to do a pre-sale list is just one area that there could be a lot of fortune in or a lot of need. There's a lot of desire. So anyone that really finds that solution is in a prime position to shift from finding gold to have their focus of creating gold. Another area is Discord. A lot of people, such as myself, have a love-hate relationship with Discord. Yes, that is where the majority of projects are and the communication you're going to get your alpha, or I should say your inside information, if you will, into that project and that community. The vast majority of them, you're going to get that from Discord. But Discord is really not the easiest platform to use. And of course, there's a lot of spammers, there's bots and all sorts of different things. And a lot of people just absolutely hate Discord. So finding an alternative to Discord would be very helpful for the masses. The vast majority of people that will come into this Web3 space want nothing to do with Discord. So there is opportunity in being able to simplify things, have a better community hub or a better platform that is more inviting and just easier to use just has a better user experience altogether and in addition to that also just communication tools that allows founders to speak to the various holders because a lot of times if there's announcements and you're not in the discord then you have to rely on twitter and depending how busy your feed is or how active you are searching for that project because let's say you're in five six maybe even ten different projects there's people that are in hundreds literally but let's just keep it conservative and say you're in five different projects well you have your full-time job you have your family you have your friends you have your own life so you're going to miss different updates that may be going on your newsfeed or whatever, but these tools being able to keep in touch or keep up to date, I should say, with all these different things would be a very valuable solution to having someone that wants to keep in a loop, but just really can't keep up with everything that's going on in this space. Because if nothing else, we know this space is very fast moving and there's a whole lot of news. Obviously, or else I couldn't do a daily podcast with all of this stuff. I would run out of content. But honestly, there's so much content that I have to sift down what could be covered. So just imagine trying to keep up with the news for five different projects. It can get very overwhelming in a hurry. Now, also, a huge problem is just getting people into the crypto space in general. They might see the benefit of NFTs. They might even just want to support the art or whatever it might be. But getting from fiat currency, you know, the U.S. dollars, the euros, pounds or whatever local currency that you have in your area into the various cryptocurrencies such as Ethereum or I should say ETH, WAXP, Solana and so many others to get these NFTs is a hurdle in itself. So a better onboarding process, and I've mentioned this like very many times scattered through various episodes, but that whole fiat to crypto onboarding process other than these exchanges, which is very difficult for a lot of people and finding the right coins and all of that. A better experience for that, let's say uh, someone has a NFT that is coming out today and just allowing someone to somehow use their credit card and debit card to just seamlessly go from their bank account into that NFT going into a wallet within minutes. That would be just a game changing development. And anyone that really comes up with that is, is just setting themselves up for years to come. 
And I've mentioned that there's so many projects, so much is going on in this. So there's going to be a greater need for marketers and marketing tools for these founders to actually communicate, get their word out. And any kind of marketing tools that is specifically designed for NFT communities is going to be amazing. And anyone that really figures that out really has that understanding of what a community needs and somehow builds a tool that can help these communities accomplish that goal is also going to set themselves up for the future. And even the person that can provide some tools to just sort through all of this data, because we're talking about floor prices, we're talking about movements over time, how long it takes to get from the pre-reveal levels to the after-reveal levels, and then recovering, how fast a particular project's floor recovers after a huge dip, or what kind of correlation is there between uh, the general crypto market and that specific project, all these different things. There's so much data that needs to be sorted out. So anyone that can create a great user interface that is just easy to use and you don't need a PhD or to be a master coder or something like that just to sort through this data will also be in a great position to just really uh, benefit from the value that is being provided to the community. And of course, all the projects that are coming out will also need trust scores. I'm starting to see now some projects that are coming out that say they're auditing various projects, you know, making sure that the founders are doxxed, that what they're saying they're doing, they're actually doing, they're in a position to do it, they're setting up wallets, having interactions with charities and so forth. There's going to be a need for a unified trust score or something that can really convey that this is a safe place to put money. And I know that sounds not in the spirit of Web3, everything's decentralized in the wild, wild west. However, there's certain things and certain services that are needed and a unified way to honestly, uh, let's say even put a number to it or a trust score or whatever it might be, anyone that can sort of figure out a system that can help people to not lose money to random strangers when these uh, rug pulls are coming out, that is another area that could really benefit the community, but also set up whoever figures that out for the future as well. Honestly, I can go on all day. And the longer you spend in the space, the more time that you spend in projects, the more NFTs that you're buying, the more you're interacting with the community, there's only going to be more problems that are popping up to you. So I would love to know what pain points would you love to see someone solve? And the best place to reach out to me is on Twitter at Tropic Vibes. You can see the information in the show notes. But in case I missed something that maybe I didn't mention, what are your ideas? What is one area that you keep stumbling on and you're thinking, man, I wish someone had a solution for this. I would love to hear what it is. And if you have a solution or if maybe you don't have the solution yet, but you just know that the problem is there, just tweet at me and I'd love to get some dialogue going about that. This stuff never gets old to me and I'm always open for a conversation. But I think right there is a pretty good spot to land this plane today. And as usual, I want to thank you for taking the time for listening to this episode. And I look forward to the next one. So until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.